Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa New to PapaNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Ali of TheContraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, William Stickevers of WilliamStickevers.com in San Francisco, California, bringing us today's topic on protecting your money in uncertain times. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and calls into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat? Hi, thank you, Papa Newt. Um, well, we're having a, uh, had a wonderful conversation before this show ever started, and I wish you all could have been a fly on the wall and listened. Um, when William Stickevers and I start to talk, I don't know which of us talks faster, but we both are very fast talkers. <laughs> so we had a great little conversation. I just um, want to uh, give a little update on what's going on here in Lucky Mojo land, since Lucky Mojo sponsors the show. Um we had a lovely visit today from one of our really great friends, Coastside Conjure, a.k.a. Shelby. And Shelby brought um, a little uh, poodle named Harley, which is um, a relative of the original Shelby, the long, complicated story for all of you, those you know. Harley is an adorable dog. We had a fun time, and um, and Shelby gave a contribution for the rebuilding of our church, a beautiful uh, statuary of the uh, Last Supper, as the Christians call it, what I call just another Seder in Jerusalem. That's what I call it. Um, anyway, it's a very, it's a beautiful statue, and she gave it to us. So, um, in the shop, we have uh, we're a little short-staffed right now. We have uh, Jenna and Margie working, and Nikki. And um, I have to say to everybody in the shop, thank you so hard for sticking through it. It's a tough day. Lots of walk-in customers. Lots of things have to be made. We just hired a couple of new people. You'll be hearing about them in days to come. We we lost a couple of employees, one part-time, one full-time. We replaced them. Two new employees, one part-time, one full-time. And their names are uh, Michael and Aaron. And, um, and, you know, you'll learn about them. Uh, those of you who are going to come out for the apprenticeship week we'll meet them they will be taking the apprenticeship and of course taking my course and we hope to have a fun good times with them it's always the shop goes better when with more employees and as ernie said it's been quite a while since there have been a lot of men in the lab and men in the office it's been um ernie and nagashiva have been holding down the male testosterone aspect for uh, quite a while since since dave left if anybody remembers that but you know you work in you work in retail and people come people go and um we wish them all the best and um particularly a, a goodbye to Grace and uh, farewell to Claire and Claire um uh, wanted to get a job closer to where she lived long commute difficult commute and uh, we wish you all the best Claire So 
Um, that's what's happening at the shop. We're working on books. We are um, still making our April deadline for those books that are going to be distributed at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, April 14th and 15th. I hope someone's putting this in the chat log. Um, and that will be at the Santa Rosa Vets Building in Santa Rosa, California, in conjunction with the Mystic Fair. You can buy tickets Day tickets now at an early bird special price. You can buy tickets for each workshop at the door. A little cost, a little bit more. And you get free admission to the Mystic Fair uh, because it's free. And there is going to be many, many, many vendors. It's a big fair, lots of psychic readers. There will be psychic readers from the uh, Hoodoo Psychics as well as local uh, readers. And there will be all kinds of vendors with magical supplies, books, tarot cards, crystals, you know, everything from sparkly unicorns to um, goofer dust. It's, it's the Mystic Fair. It's all things to all people. And we will have a room off to ourselves, and we will be doing the workshops there this year. And part of the money is going to go to help fire victims from the Santa Rosa Fire of October uh, 2017. We're just beginning the rebuilding. People are clearing off their land, and rebuilding will start when spring gets fully underway. So we're trying to help our community uh, regrow from the ashes and um, doing our best to be part of that local community. And there are going to be a lot of people there. Miss um, Phoenix has a book coming out, Cash Box Conjure, and her store, uh, Milk and Honey in Sebastopol, will be represented and um, John St. Germain of Divine Harmony Spiritual Church has a book, Lithomancy, on casting stones and coins. And that will be that book will be out there. You'll get that book free if you take his workshop. Um, I've got a book called The Art of Making Mojos. It's about mojo hands. Just hundreds of recipes. Well, many, 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 many recipes for mojo hands with some historical background on them and, um, and what they are. And, of course, our dear Miss Aida has a book called Destroying Relationships, and it's about how to do breakup and hot foot spells. And that book also will be free at her workshop. All the books are free at their respective workshops. So we hope you come on out. Buy some tickets if you want to. If you want to hold off and buy your tickets at the door, it will cost you more. So save now, buy now. And that is what is happening at Lucky Mojo. And... um, I guess uh, the next thing I'm going to say hi to my co-host. So how about it, Contraband Ali? What's happening in your corner of the world? Hello, Ms. Cat. Uh, things, are, things are good. I've been quite busy. Though I am having a little bit of trouble logging into the uh, chat room, I will be doing that as we talk about our, our panel. So I may be <laughs> trying to log in secretly uh, while we discuss. But other than that, I've been doing... Uh, quite well, keeping up with some uh, interesting client work. I started a lot of uh, court case work, as I mentioned a few weeks back, um, and some of which have already kind of come to pass, and it's been some great results, but still ongoing doing some court case work um, that uh, I'm enjoying because I, I have a very strong sense of justice and a very strong sense of, uh, or a strong dislike of corporate bullies, if you will. Um, so mm-hmm. I've been doing work of, of that regard, which is interesting. And as you know, court case work is it's dynamic, but it's also the probably, if I had to say, the longest type of work that we do. You can just be at court case work for a long period. I mean, some of the time, sometimes we're looking at a year or more uh, working on a situation, and there, it does take quite a bit of 
really paying attention to detail and being able to adapt and change approaches and, and being able to kind of go from, from sweetening to, to slowing things down to speeding things up at, at a drop of a dime, a uh, drop of a hat. It, it has, it's, been, it's been interesting, but overall very good results, um, and I'm looking forward to bringing some, some justice for my clients. And I, while you're talking about that, I'm going to throw out something else here. This is this is personal to me. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Lucky Mojo. It has nothing to do with Hoodoo. So um, I um, kind of woke up um, and mm-hmm. realized that what was missing in the dialogue about gun safety, gun licensing, gun control, uh. the NRA, what was missing was the word divestment, a.k.a. divestiture or disinvestment. Mm. And I had this moment uh, yesterday when I I basically devised a 13-step program, you know me, numbered lists, bullet points (laughs) lists, um, to to hold politicians and corporations to um, the fire. And um, I'm going to be working on this. And anybody who wants to join in the uh, idea of um, divestment from the NRA, NRA Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, so we're gonna. It's gonna happen. We're just gonna be um, spreading that meme and that thought form around. It um, it simply exists as a. It does not say you must license gun. I believe in licensing guns. That doesn't say that. It just says get them to divest first. Then mm-hmm. we can have a flat out discussion. We can't have a discussion mm-hmm. if the politicians are taking campaign contributions. That discussion That's is so now true. corrupt, corrupt, mm-hmm. and so we have to have them divest. So hold your politicians to the fire and their feet to the fire and say, divest, divest. You must, you must divest. Okay? Can when I just they do say, that, what a fantastically Torian approach to this, practical, straightforward and and honestly probably the most effective way of going about it because you got to divest them first i hadn't even considered it this way but the 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 conversation is so corrupted and tainted and you're so right about that because that money is involved and until you get that out there's just not even a conversation to be had oh i love this so much Thank you, I and I love you, my fellow Taurus, for getting it. Yeah, getting it. You got it. You got it. Well, my daughter, I have to say, was part of the Sproul Hall demonstrations at the University of California uh, when mm. they were divesting from South Africa. And yeah. uh, there was a $3 billion commitment on the part of the University of California in funds that funded South African apartheid. And Mandela, Nelson Mandela himself, when they uh, – Divested when the UC system divested, Nelson Mandela said that was the tipping point. That is what changed mm-hmm. it, and apartheid came to an end. So at some point, we must we must divest. Apple must divest. FedEx must divest. Yeah. Marco Rubio must divest. They must divest. Only when they divest, then the word of the people, the vo- voices of the people, the votes of the people, then we can speak. But we cannot speak yeah. to people who have an investment in the NRA. End of speech. <laughs> but thank you for oh, recognizing I love it. how, how Torian Torian that was. Yes, yeah. this is so good. Okay. <laughs> yes. And now, speaking of money, let's bring on our guest. This is um William Stickevers. So before I let him say hi, if you all haven't gone back and listened to some of our older shows with William Stickevers, he is a prominent prognosticator in the financial 
realm. He he is an astrologer. Uh, William has done planetary astrology for years in the financial realm. He helps people with money. Of course, he does love and romance astrology. Everybody wants to know who their ideal partner is. <laughs> but um, he is also um, a very runs some very good long range. Um, prognosis programs dealing with the stock market, the bond market, the cryptocurrency market, and all of these things are things that William knows about. What he's here to talk about today is our next seven years in the financial market. So welcome, William. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kat. Kajiman Ali. I'm really honored to be on the show again and really excited yeah. about what we're going to discuss today. Okay, well, take it away. It's going to be Uranus and right. Taurus, which was... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, Uranus will be changing or shifting into the sign of Taurus on May 15, 2018, and will remain there until April 26, 2026. So it's going to be there for a good while, uh, approximately seven years. And Uranus is the father of lightning and thus electricity. And whenever Uranus moves into a new sign, it's destined, as it's destined to do in May, there will be a sense of all of, the light, all of the lights going on within the collective, or what we call the tipping point. And that tipping mm-hmm. point in particular will have to do with things concerning matters that are under the domain of Taurus. And mm-hmm. that would be values, money, land, valuables, um, and it would certainly indicate major revolutionary shifts and breaks in not only those assets or those properties or those things, but the perception of how we look at those things, right? So mm-hmm. what we're looking at in particular is a revolution in money and how we view money and how we use money as a medium of exchange, as a store of value, as a unit of account. And Uranus is very much to do with technology, right? And it basically Mm -hmm. accelerates and intensifies anything it touches. And when it goes into Taurus, it's going to shake up our understanding of money that goes back to as far as 9000 BC when cattle was used as a token of value in barter. And we're going to see now how that shifts to something very tangible, to something intangible or virtual. And that process already began about seven, actually nine years ago, with the creation of Bitcoin, which is a revolution in the Internet and the invention of blockchain technology. And that is going to be the game changer that, permeates the collective and will challenge the fractional reserve banking system that employs and prints and uh, fiat currencies that are not backed by any unit of measure, that are not backed by any store of value, and just simply Mm. serves as a medium of exchange that is centrally regulated by the central banks and the too-big-to-fail banks. I got I got to jump in. I got to jump in because I know that there are at least 15 people listening right now who said, 
What did he mean, fiat currency? So quickly, Mm -hmm. I'm going to describe it. Fiat currency, fiat means I said so, I made it so. And so fiat currency is currency that has a value because some issuing body, generally a government, says so. This is a dollar. I don't care if it's aluminum. I don't care if it's brass. I don't care if it's gold. I don't care if it's made out of howlite chips embedded in plastic (laughs) resin. This is a dollar. Right, that's fiat currency, and it is not. Um, it is speculated in to a certain extent, based on what is called intrinsic value. It also has an extra value, which is basically it's um, it's called seniorage, and it is has to do with the originally that the weight was guaranteed, that a dollar really had so many grams of gold or whatever, that the issuing body minted it, and the minting of it, which takes time and money, the making of it, the minting of it, the mining of the gold and the minting of the gold, had a value which was additional to the value of the gold scrap meltdown value. Bitcoin is a little different, because Bitcoin is mined, but the mining consists of repetitious, rather expensive, time-consuming, um, collaboration with a group of people in what's called blockchain technology. And this is a technology which secures the coins um, in non-replicable, non-stealable, supposedly, uh, ultimately secure cryptocurrency. And when you have mined a coin, it has a certain amount of time value, just the same as if you had mined it from the ground. And so that's what he means when he says this is not fiat currency. But I want to say mm-hmm. something, too. Bitcoin has been around for a while, but Uranus in Aries is all about the new. And Aries is all about the mining, <laughs> you know. But now Uranus is going into Taurus, and this is about stocks and bond markets, commodity markets, even gardening and growing things is a Taurian, mm-hmm. you know, sewing our clothes, all of those things that Tauruses like to do. Right now, we are absolutely poised to have an electronic technology, because that's Uranus, that old cell phone tower, that microwave relay station, that's that's Uranus. That thing is moving into Taurus, and it's going to ground it, right? Am I right, William? Yes, absolutely. And what's interesting here is we look at the last time that Uranus was in Taurus was during the time of the Banking Act in 1935, which was signed mm. by President Roosevelt on August 23rd, mm. and that was Second New Deal, and that offered security, you know, against old age, employment, unemployment, and illness, and all that. Uh, also, around so basically, there was a major response to the global financial reset that occurred in 1933. So mm-hmm. I believe, right when they closed the banks for four days in March of 1933, they reset the price of gold up. All the currencies worldwide, including the dollar, were lowered in value. And as a result, that was one of the ways they could prevent the financial system from collapsing. That occurred Mm -hmm. just prior to Uranus entering the Taurus. So I believe we may see history repeat itself again. This time it won't be um, necessarily from the stock market, but from the debt markets, right, the bond market in particular, where interest rates – Uh, being uncontrollable, where they'll have to reset the system again. And this time, we'll see a transnational or global reset occur, uh, a global uh, IMF-driven banking act, where cryptocurrencies will be part and parcel of the world money 
uh, asset allocation. So it will be mm -hmm. integrated into the system as real money. Mm -hmm. So black, blockchain technology, and, and I agree with, with the Bitcoin speculators, blockchain technology is amazing. And I've studied it. It's it, there, There's something real there. The speculation part, not so much. I'm a tourist. Not so speculating. But um, mm -hmm. but I do, uh, you know, because, and I could say it, you know, there, there's a joke. You know, I, I threw this <laughs> at William. So which is Bitcoin more like? Um, a tulip mania or a Ponzi scheme? But it's really, <laughs> it is like neither. Um, it is speculative. I'm hoping to see it integrate into our regular um, financial markets. In other words, I, I think that if if the banks can seamlessly integrate blockchain technology during this promising period of Uranus and Taurus, then we have something good. And as a Taurus, Ali, stand with me on this one. Mm -hmm. We don't want to see major collapses. We want everything nice and orderly, right? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> mess. We don't like mess. mess drives we don't blood. like mess. <laughs> but Uranus and Taurus is um, anything that is not sustainable or um, any type of debt that is not paid backable, right? Mm -hmm. We often have seen in history where there is debt jubilees or financial resets generally both occur. And we can go back in history and prove this out. And not always is Uranus and Taurus when those happen, but many times it is. And I believe the debt now, especially in the United States, we're seeing this with the bond markets and all the pension systems. We see CalPERS in trouble. It was just announced today they're insolvent, essentially. And if we see mm -hmm. the interest rates go to 3.5% based on mm -hmm. what Goldman Sachs just announced this year, you'll see the collapse of CalPERS, the pension system, the bond markets. And there will be a reset occurring because the central banks have already announced there's no more bailing out. There's bailing in. They're going to be bailing in from your Pay, um, PayPal from your uh, check from your checking account from your banking account. This has already been provisioned, and these things could really happen. I'm not saying it absolutely will, but over these next seven years, this could really happen. And everyone wants to point to the president and say it's his fault, but it really goes back. It goes back a number of administrations. So it's not just one guy. This is mm -hmm. a bigger issue. It's, it's not just one party in power or one president in the White House. So I think we no, have to look course. at it differently. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. I, uh, let me put it this way: I can blame a whole lot of shit on President Trump, but this isn't one of them. <laughs> uh, he, right. He's you know it, it he's just a player. He's just a financial adventurist, but um, his immorality is his own. But this is something else. This is global, and it has takes. Uh, precedent over what any one person could do, although of course it's, the IMF ha is, has a leading role and the U.S. has a good thumb on the scales of the IMF. But you know, so it goes. Um, now let's talk about magic because we have two things going on here. This is a show yeah. not only about divination, so we have some divining here going on based on astrology, but this is also a show about magic. So. Let's talk for a moment, and I'm going to bring in something that you and I were talking about before the show started. We were talking about um, how we can be part of this. And, of course, you said, oh, well, the millennials get it, the baby boomers do not. Well, I'm a baby boomer myself, and I do get it, but then I have Uranus conjunct my ascendant. So 
duh, right. you know, in right. Gemini. I mean, you know, come on, bring it on, right? Um, and I'm a, what's called an early adopter. Um, so I I do get it. Maybe some baby boomers don't, but don't count us all out, William. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so <laughs> in dealing with magic, and we talk about money magic. In fact, we're just publishing a book called Cashbox Conjure, and that book is filled with um old-fashioned, traditional hoodoo uh, spells in which you use coins and paper currency (laughs) and credit cards. We have some credit card spells. Um, But we don't have uh, a big backlog of knowledge. We don't have a knowledge base about how to use cryptocurrencies or even electronic transfer systems like PayPal in magic. So we all know you can put a coin, you can make the the old, old one. I've taught this one for years. I learned it in Oakland, California in 1964. You take a bunch of dollar bills, and they're the straw or the hay that makes the nest. Then you put coins on that, and that's the eggs in the nest. And then you put a lodestone on top, and that's the hen sitting on the eggs. And you then pray over that, you know, bring lodestone, bring me more stuff, and you send the little baby chicks, those are the coins, out, and you send the, the, the dollar bills out, and those are called trained hunting money, and they will bring back more money, and you always put some in, you take some out, and you have a shop, and the first person who gets change of the day, the very first customer of the day, gets changed off of the little nest, and that little nest is kept in one of the compartments of your 1909 to 1916 brass national cash register, and you go klingo, and you give them chains out of that. That's a, a one of the that's one of the oldest magic spells I know, and I do it daily. But what would you do if you have credit cards? Well, you can put a credit card in there, sure, sure. You can put your company card. You don't really want to keep your credit cards out where people can see it. Maybe just the last four digits on a piece of paper. But what do you do if you do your business with PayPal? You put the PayPal logo there. You can't give people PayPal. What do you do if it's Bitcoin? What do you do if it's one of the other um, you know, uh, cryptocurrencies? So, William, tell us, how would you do magic spells with uh, non-physical financial instruments? Well, one of the things you can do with Bitcoin is create a Bitcoin paper wallet. And what that is is basically uh, there's uh, applications all over the Internet that are free. Uh, with basically, uh, it's a address utility. It's an open source tool that will convert your particular Bitcoin address into something that uh, it will convert it into a way where you can print that address on paper as a paper wallet, print it out, okay? And you could use that particular paper for any particular magic spell to increase your holdings or preserve or secure your holdings in Bitcoin. So that is one of the most surefire ways because keeping Bitcoin funds safe is right now quite a bit of quite a challenge, especially for those people who are new to cryptocurrency. So mm-hmm. um, this is probably in this is something that is not just something we could use in magic, but it's it is right now the safest way to keep our crypt uh, uh, crypto addresses from being hacked. Mm-hmm. So you could use it both for security purposes, a one-time paper wallet transfer for security purposes and for magical applications in Hoodoo. I, I, I just got to give a shout-out to Miss Michael in the chat room. She said, don't put a lodestone on your credit card. Jesus Christ, that's true. 
<laughs> That's true. Thank you, Miss Michael. Really, really, really. Sometimes the practical has to be repeated. Yeah, she, she. Yeah, you see, I never. I'm uh, the credit. I'm really not into credit cards myself. I really do like my little Sacagawea coins. Honest to God. Um, but uh, yeah, right. And don't put a magnet on them either. Now, okay. Thank you, Miss Michael. So printing out a Bitcoin wallet is one way to go. I have done pretty well using logos um, from the Internet, you know, PayPal logo and stuff like that. And I will, uh, you know, print out the PayPal logo, and I'll look up what my PayPal balance is on the day that I do the work, right? And then I can just uh, write in, around it in a circle, that amount of money and what I want, you know, let my PayPal balance grow and grow or whatever it is that I'm wanting. But I use that PayPal logo to symbolize my PayPal balance. I make sure that every week when I do my shop's budget that I look at what the PayPal balance is. I don't just keep that as a little extra, you know, don't count it thing and only the real money is real. No, the PayPal money is real too. And the same is true of any kind of electronic transfer money you i believe that you either need to create an electronic altar which is a whole nother realm to go into or if you're going to use a physical altar as magicians have been doing for the last mm, seven eight thousand years um mm-hmm. you would need a physical representation so Bitcoin, as an example, and I'm only using it as an example of any kind of cryptocurrency or electronic uh, transfer of funding, does have um, physical analogs. You can, you know, you can buy little, you know, Bitcoin uh, castings. Right? Um, people can make them. You can make one out of clay. You can do whatever you want to, but you might want to have something, at least a printout, to represent that. Um, if you are working with PayPal, as I said, their logo works just fine. I've done it. Um, I would dress that logo with the usual things I dress papers with, you know, money drawing powder or money stay with me powder or whatever it might be, and do the regular type of work that I would do with it. Now, if one wanted to do an electronic altar, William, how would you make an electronic altar to do your work at completely hands-off electronically you know i don't have much experience working with electronic altars at this point um i was doing that back in the day in 2003 2004 but uh i would go right back to the altar the the standard hoodoo altar using the lodestone and that's why what i've been doing is again uh, the bitcoin cash paper wallets has been very effective you know i was invested in bitcoin back in 2011, and I remember talking about it at the last Hoodoo Festival when it was only $700, and now it's $12,000, and it's going up still. So, you know, I I utilize the magic combined with my understanding of technology and astrology, so I think the strategy was very effective, and the fact that Uranus is going in Taurus, you can Mm. uh, create a paper wallet, you can use that paper wallet for any particular jar or um, uh, money altar, right, using the standard uh, approach to how we do traditional hoodoo will work Mm -hmm. very well going forward in this period of major, major financial uncertainty that we're entering in. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to say one word about electronic altars, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about. Of course, I do have Uranus rising, you know, and I do have this. My son is in the twelfth house, and I'm going to tell you, folks, you don't know where they are, and I'll never tell you. But I own a, and, and operate quite a number of domains that you don't know that I do. So mm-hmm. I'm like that's twelfth house, you know. I got all my domains in the twelfth house. Uh, that's twelfth house house of secrets. Um, I have electronic shrines, I guess you could call them, in domains that Google doesn't even index. I know where they are. They don't Google doesn't index them because they have no inbound or outbound links, right? They're private domains but they're hosted on the web. I can do anything I want to at those. Just an idea to throw into people's minds if you like you know, bundling up at GoDaddy and for another eight bucks you can get another domain or maybe they're going to give you ten more for free. Those domains are yours and those are domains are virtual. They literally are a domain. They're a place. I, maybe I'm getting too Uranian here, but that's just me. You know, I'm very Uranian and Uranus and Gemini. You can um, have inbound links and outbound links, but then Google will find them. So think about it. Just saying. Mm. You can take little pictures of candles and little pictures of lodestones, and you can make little um, prayers and little photos of people, and it all can go on there. And it's in a secret, private... Close your eyes for a moment and imagine a part of the Internet that you know about that no one else knows about. It's kind of cool, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That is a brilliant way of thinking about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend uh, for for those that are keeping traditional altars, um, you over lodestones cannot be overstated uh, in a, at a time like this. Lodestones have traditionally been considered to be some form of captured lightning, um, so it's tied strongly to to Uranus as well as being a mineral or having strong connections to Taurus. So it is a, would be a very powerful tool during this long period. So building a lodestone altar, something to look forward to. The other thing I'm going to mention very briefly um, is that mm-hmm. when, when you're thinking of astrology, and in particular if you're thinking of astrology in long term, you need to think of it as waves. And so historically speaking, um, when you look back into the 1935 and see the very kind, the various sort of financial changes that went through uh, the various acts, the Social Security Act, New Deal, and so on and so forth, um, you see that it actually came, and, and we should also mention, uh, the game Monopoly, right? It was also in 1935. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that comes in waves, right? So remember that what you're looking at is a series of upheavals and changes that will come on in waves. So learning how to ride those waves, learning how to be dynamic in your magic, learning to be dynamic in the way you think of your wealth, but also grounding that with things like lodestones and that kind of capture that energy are going to manifest themselves very positively in your life. So be able, be, be, be sure to think about it in that terms, in waves and needing to ground. And if you can do both, finding that balance between those both period, you can see this kind of transitional period uh, successfully. You can see through it very successfully. That's a that's a good idea, and that, that brings me to something else. Uranus is associated with the air element, and mm-hmm. um, and the sign Aquarius and technology and so forth, which would be associated with incense. And Mikkel put something in my head when she said, "Don't put a lodestone on your credit card," um, and that is that 
incense is a Uranian thing, but incense in Taurus would be resin incenses. And in particular, the heavier resin incenses like myrrh. And, um, And so one of the things you can do with this kind of an altar would be to smoke things. And I always recommend to people that they smoke their computer with an incense rather than try to oil their computer, which is really gooey and sticky and not so good. Mm-hmm. And definitely do not powder your um, your computer. It's going to clog the fan up, right? Don't burn a candle with your computer. So what can you do? Your computer being an air sign thing in and of itself would like to be incensed. And so... Um, Uranus and Taurus uh, would go toward some of the heavier resin incenses. Well, you mm-hmm. could do frankincense. It's a little golden, but, but you know, they dragon's blood or any of those. Or you could use a money incense because it's made from herbs, and then herbs are of the earth, and Taurus is like that earthy thing. So you could take and make, um, you know, a, a, a blend of resin incenses and herbal money incenses, you know, things like clove, cinnamon, uh, bayberry, alkanet—those will all burn, and burn them on charcoal. And uh, so that can be used to smoke your um, your electronic altar. <laughs> I feel like I've opened up a whole. Do you know they've just discovered these in the Great Pyramids in Egypt? They've just discovered these voids that you know they just they yep. don't they don't right. That's how I perceive these. The um, oh, that's the, a very interesting way to think of it. Yes, the secret domains are voids in the Great Pyramid of the Internet. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. I'm going to have William back here, and we're going to talk some more about uh, astrology. He's going to come back and do much more. But right now, we want you all to get ready for it. May is when Uranus enters Taurus. All right? Okay. Let's take uh, time now to turn this over to Papa Newt, and we're going to do some readings for people. Uh oh. So I'm not hearing Papa Newt. Mm, I'm not either. Is, and you're not either. Hmm. It will be a moment. Uh huh. Well, would we rather have um, Dear Nagashiva reading? Yes, Papa Newt says I'm. Ah, oh, thank you. There we go. Sorry about that. Ready. Okay, there he is. All right, let's bring on some readings. All right, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, William Stickovers, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from their listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535 if you fill out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a new to read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller, and our first caller is a first-time caller. Uh, calling in from area code 774 in Massachusetts. This is Lorraine. Lorraine, are you there? I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show, and thank you for allowing us to help you with your situation today. 
Now, Hi. I see. Hi. You're welcome. Now, I see that you have not had any other readers or readings with Ms. Catter Contramanoli or, or any other readers on this particular situation. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, thank you. And Lorraine writes, now, okay, I was with my son's father for roughly seven years. We are now separated, and, I'm, and I am still very much in love with him. Now he is in a relationship with a woman who stalked me for years while he cheated on me with her be, with, with her behind my back. I've recently done both a vinegar jar for them and a honey jar for us and, and have seen definite improvements, but I would love to know how much longer I would have to endure this. How much longer will she be in my life? Can, uh, can I get my partner back, and will we be able to be faithful to me? Turn back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. So, uh, Lauren, is that your name? Yeah. Lie. Okay. Hi. I'm going to ask. What? I'm sorry. Say that again. Yeah. No, it is. You're right. <laughs> sorry, I'm on okay. my headset, so I hope you can hear me. Okay. Okay. And I have here that um, that you also have the username Divine Ascension, and you are a Taurus female, right? Yes. Is yes, that, I am. Right. Okay. So we're having another one of these Taurus shows. It, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, the Tauruses. Get ready for Uranus and Taurus. Your life's going to be shook up. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in fact, this reading is is kind of cool from the standpoint of what we were talking about. Not just financial, but Uranus going into Taurus means this is a whole new uh uh, time period for you will begin in May. It'll last for seven years. It's what's called the Uranian cycle. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting and weird. You may end up at the end of this with something entirely unexpected. So I'm going to ask now um, the man who is the um, father of your uh, child, what sign is he? Oh, he's a Sag. He's a Sagittarius. Mm. Okay. Um, so um, you have three astrologers on the line with you right now, and one um, partial astrologer and one astrologer colleague. Okay, so we got five people listening to you, and we all went, "Oh fuck!" Right? <laughs> did we not? Did, did anyone not go? Well, probably some of us don't use bad language. Some of us probably said, "Oh shit!" Okay. Um, uh, honey, I'm gonna. I, I could. I could throw out tarot cards. I really could, baby. But I'm gonna start with. Fuck it. Okay, that was it. Fuck it. <laughs> because because um, Taurus and Scorpio are the two most faithful and loyal signs of the zodiac. And when they want to be mad at us, they say we're stubborn because we don't change our mind fast. No, we don't. But we say what we mean, we mean what we say, we stick with the program that we've set ourselves on, we complete things, we are Tauruses and also Scorpios. The, with the Scorpio is opposite to Taurus. Sagittarius is opposite to Gemini. And Gemini and Sag are the two most inconstant of the signs. Now, they have many, many things in their favor, when we call them inconstant, that's a negative, like they could call us stubborn um, or unchanging or willful or whatever they want to call us. We could say that they are that they are flighty and that they don't um, stick with the program that they promised. They do have very good points, highly intellectual, very smart, always exploring new territories, both spiritually, mentally, and physically. They're wonderful people, but they do, what if they leave you? 
and you're a Taurus, give up. That's it. Give up because they ain't coming back. Um, they can be your friend. They're very friendly people. And um, so that's without a tarot card reading that is simply based on sun sign astrology as promulgated by Professor A.F. Stewart. Seward, rather. And Professor A.F. Seward was the man who invented sun sign astrology, and he found out that 90% of the time it's pretty much there you go in a nutshell. Now you could do the whole chart and we could do it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to read some cards instead. There also was a lady named Linda Goodman, by the way, who then popularized A.F. Seward's system. Um, but I'm telling you. So card number one, the tower. Okay, so the tower is a card of total collapse, and it shows um, a tower struck by lightning and people jumping for their lives. This is over. The tower falls down. It would take, uh, you'd have to rebuild it from the, the roots on up, from the bottom stones. So to me, this says it's over. You might find him sweeter, more friendly. You might be able to get him to be part of your child's life. You may be able to whatever. I'm not even going to go there with the morality about, well, he cheated on you. Why do you want him back? I'm not even going to go into the morality. I'm just looking at the tower card. Black sky, lightning strikes, things are on fire. It's over. Okay? It's a really bad card. Um, the, the next card, and you're going to love it, folks. This is the Ten of Swords. So this is somebody lying on the beach, stabbed in the back, all up and down the spine with ten swords. You were completely betrayed. Bang, 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 bang. It's ten swords in your back. You have been rightfully and righteously uh, seen betrayal. And in this card, the only good thing, in the distance, the sky is lightning, the Sun is coming up. A new day is dawning. Well, this relationship won't be around to enjoy it. The guy is dead in a pool of blood. So the relationship is over. It cannot be brought back to life. This guy is not coming back. He's pinned to the ground with ten swords. If you were to somehow get this guy to go, oh, I've changed my mind and I love you, he would just repeat the cycle and cheat on you again. So please don't even think about it because this card is a terrible card. The only really good thing about this card, and it really is nice, is that the sun comes up again. There is a new day. There are changes possible. You will be able to find somebody. You can say you love him, but that's graveyard love. These cards are cards of, of destruction and doom. Um, do not do not get involved. Um, love him as the father of your child. Love him as a friend. Find yourself someone to be your lover, someone who puts you as the queen, someone who puts you as a throne, uh, enthroned one. And so the reason I mention this is because the third card is the Queen of Wands. Now, the Queen of Wands is a woman holding a sunflower, and the sunflower always turns to greet the sun, which is good because we just had that midnight sky with the lightning, and then we have the the sunrise, and now we have the lady holding the sunflower in bright day. And she has um, a crown on her head. She has a little black cat in front of her. You need to defend yourself. That little black cat has a little bit of a Halloween puffed-up look, and that means she can defend herself. She's not going to be overrun by anybody. But she renews herself. She has a wand, and the wand is bursting into new leaf. As if she were to plant it anywhere, it would grow roots and sprout. You really are although you may not think it, you really are ready for love. 
the love you're expending on the wayward Sagittarian, again, no offense to Sagittarians, this guy blew it and he won't have the pleasure of your company, but the the effort that you're expending on him is a waste of time. Turn to the new, uh, look for somebody else. Um, sure, keep friendly with him. Stay friendly. You you want that. You want him to be a father, and you want his relationship in the child's life. You want the monetary aspect, too. You're a Taurus, after all. But also just the family friendship part. Do some work to keep him in the family, but uh, do some work for yourself. You need to be seen as, viewed as, and loved as a queen. All right, I'm going to turn this over to William. Thank you. Hmm? William. Oh, no, we're having sort Hello. of communication. There you are. Hi. Okay. Hi. Yeah, there was some delay on your side there. Okay, so based on the time that you asked the question, uh, I have here for February 25th, 2018 at 3.41 p.m. Um, it's looking like, to me, there's, been a series of unpredictable events, a lot of chaos, a lot of disruption that's been going on, playing out certainly since August. Uh, obviously, at this, uh, the indicators are uh, in the horary testimonies do not show any type of reconciliation of any type, times, um, or any type. Uh, issues that are really driving the questions is really over guilt, jealousy, over possessiveness, or simply a desire to control. Um, I know there's emotions uh, to take possession. It's certainly a time when um, it's really hard to see your life clearly at this time. That's one of the bigger issues is you don't really have a sense of future, a sense of outcome, a sense of purpose that goes outside of this relationship. Uh, so it's, so that's another uh, that's another thing that is being very clearly articulated in this horoscope. Um, this... Um, really here is doing very uh doing things that are um uh that are doing actions that are essentially counterproductive and that can backfire that can have significant blowback emotionally financially even physically is in is is being occurred by this uh, horary figure and i see everything if you continue on your current path all coming to a head around July, early July, shortly after the July 4th weekend with the upcoming Sun-Pluto uh, uh, partial solar eclipse because of the uh, position of the moon in this horary. So it's indicating to me that, um, you know, uh, your unwillingness to move, to, to move beyond this is creating a potential conflict that... Um, uh, is going to have uh, very strong downside ramifications on your life. So uh, there's nothing in the, you know there's nothing here indicating a reconciliation. There's just there's uh, it's more about really being able to liberate yourself, to move on, to come to terms with things, to bring things, bring uh, certain things to an ending, uh, and uh, to realize that uh, to move away from any type of conflict that you're inciting through magic through your intentions. Um, and that's pretty much what I have to say on this. So you're actually cautioning against doing magic that is attempting to bring him back because you said there may be some problem with that. Is that correct? Correct. Absolutely. Okay. 
Um, uh, I I see that too because of that tower card. That's the explosive. Just don't do it. Your your mm-hmm. altar is going to catch on fire. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Let's turn this over to Kondraman Ali. So we've given Kondraman Ali a very narrow path here of the kind of spell work he can do because we're telling mm-hmm. him don't don't know spell work to bring him back. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I I it is a narrow path, but I think one that is needed. Um, and and in particular, uh, because you are a Taurus, Lauren, uh, and I, I'll speak to you as a Taurus and an astrologer, the Tauruses hold on to things far longer uh, than they need to, and, and Kat can attest to this. And, mm-hmm. and even from readers, every time I've had a person who's called me or I've done a reading for them and they're a Taurus, and they're, they're almost always are in a very similar situation to yours. Uh, Taurus oh. are wonderfully faithful and sometimes to a fault and that that can also be a detriment to them meaning that they're faithful when other people are not right and they deal with betrayal it's very difficult for them to deal with betrayal but they they tend to even when they're betrayed as hurt as they are try to fix things because they're they're loyal in that sense but that that's leading you down a path where you're going to end up hurting yourself even more because this person did betray you and they, they didn't just cheat they cheated with someone who stalked you who's a danger to you they they're you know and that's not to say that all Sagittarians can't be trusted but rather that this combination is not working out for you so what I'm going to do is give you two workings one to give you some influence over him, positive influence, so that you can continue to control him, um, ensure that he provides for you as the mother of his child, that he is in his child's uh, life, and that you can continue some relationship with him that is good and positive, and, but it is the next kind of evolved relationship. It's one where you two uh, may be uh, the parents of this child but are no longer uh, lovers and don't see each other in that way. So the best thing to do here is to build a doll baby and to make a doll baby for him because this is something you're going to be doing long term. You're going to need to have influence over him um, so that he hears you when you need to be heard. Uh, create a doll baby. Stuff this with calamus, which is great to influence. Uh, licorice to uh, uh, have command over him. And you can take, if the licorice is cut as a sort of sliver or julienne, you can actually write his name on it. You can write his name and put your command, obey me or hear me, on the back of it. Put rosemary in there. Rosemary is a very powerful herb for women to have control over uh, their homes, their house, their life, and their men. Five-finger grass, so that he always gives you what you need. Um, and basil, in order for there to be peaceful communication between the two of you. Then I would put a little some, some sugar in there as well, because you're going to be sewing this up. That'll be no problem. Just a little bit of sugar. This should stuff the entire doll baby. Sew it up, baptize it in his name, and then... Uh, keep it under your bed. Um, influence him when, take it out when you need to speak to him, when you need him to do things your way, and talk to him, talk to the doll baby as if it were him. Uh, treat it as if it were him. Say, look, I need you to hear me now. You haven't paid your child support. You need to get this money to me. Speak to him, uh, influence him, and work that doll baby as often as, as you need to. And keep it under your bed. If you have a space, you can literally put it in a sort of shoebox, keep it there, 
um, and that will ensure that he is in your life, but in your life in a different way, not as a partner, as a love partner, but as a, as a parent to, to your child um, and someone who, who you have some influence to. Now, the next step is for you. Once you have that, that's your influence over him. The next step is for you to be able to move on and find new love and to also heal. You need to take some time to heal yourself. You need to take some time to kind of recover from this betrayal. Put your heart back where it needs to be in order for you to move on. You're a Taurus. You're not going to be without love for for long. Uh, so don't don't despair on that. Um, and I think uh, the uh, my honey bath that I've recommended a few times on the show is going to be good for this. It's to, it, I use it to love uncross, to kind of heal hurts, and it's a wonderful soaking bath. What you're going to do is you're going to draw yourself a bath, um, do this pre- preferably on a Friday. It can be do- done on a waxing or a waning moon. I usually recommend starting on uh, a waning moon and continuing until the moon begins to wax so that you remove the hurt, but then you start on and start to put the good back in. Draw yourself a bath, pour some uh, milk into this, um, a little bit of honey, swirl it around so the honey doesn't just stick to the bottom, but dissolves nicely into the water. Brew uh, a tea out of rue and violet leaves. Pour the tea into that milk and honey bath and then soak. You can cover this with rose petals if you'd like. This is really good for your skin. It's soothing. It's healing. And soak in this and let all your hurt and your pain to kind of wash away into this bath. Let the bath uh, drain away and let yourself air dry. I would do this for several days. You will feel something shift in your heart. There should be a, a sort of tactile feeling to this, not just a, in your head like, oh, I, I think I'm better. No, you'll feel something lift off of your shoulders. You'll feel lighter and some around your heart region you'll feel more open. So you will see something more tactile with this. Start with this bath. Do this bath. Open your heart up for new love. And then look at doing some love drawing work um, you can do it in whichever way that you find yeah, easiest for you. Lodestones, you can uh, do an incense with prayer, a candle, whatever. Whenever you feel ready, you can do that type of work. But start off with this bath to help heal your heart. That's my recommendation. Two steps, one to deal with him and one to deal with the matters of the heart. Let's see if there's any kind of uh, recommendations or tweaks that Miss Cat and William might give you. Yes, I do have Thank a you. very strong tweak to this. I love your doll baby, but I really, really would not put it under the bed. Um, I want that doll baby in a cupboard locked away or something where you have some money with it. I want under the bed to be completely clean by the time you start doing love drawing work. That's my statement. Other than that, I love that spell and everything in it. But get that doll baby out from under the bed. It's going to mess your mind up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now we're going to – I hope you agree with me, Conjurman Ali. No, I do. I think my, it's a great you suggestion. You see my point. Yeah, get, get, get lock, lock that thing up. You know where I kept mine? I, I had my ex-husband in a big cupboard where I kept, uh, you know, stationary supplies and money and, you know, a stationary cupboard. Right? That's where I kept my husband's doll, <laughs> ex-husband's doll. Um, that I was raising a child with. All right, let's turn this over to Papa Newt. Uh, and, of course, under the bed, I had the stuff to bring my next next husband in. Um, let's bring in Papa Newt, and we'll see if we can take another client. 
Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hill, California, and located online at readers in, um, at luckymojo.com and at the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and thank our next client. And our next client is calling in from area code 310 in Pasadena. This is Anna. Anna, are you there? Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome back to the show. I see that you called us about a month ago, and that condition has changed since you uh, last spoke to us. Is that correct? Correct. Oh, wonderful to hear. So this uh, situation you're calling uh, is, is completely new, and you haven't had a reading with Miss Cat or Contramentally or any other readers. Is that correct? Correct. Thank you, Anna. And she writes, I have done job magic and now have an interview this Wednesday. I am also waiting to hear back from another employer about a phone interview I did two weeks ago. Turn it back to you, Miss Cat. Okay. Job interview this Wednesday. All right. And um, and tell me, um, what field is this in? I mean, you know, basically, what industry or field? Sustainability and the environment. Say that again. Something I missed that. Sustainability and uh, environmental issues. Oh, okay. Sustainability and environmental issues. Okay. Um, so. Um, that's going to have something, you know, we're going to look for signs of dealing with that when we do the card reading. Okay. So um, the person who will do your first reading will be Ollie, and if I'm not mistaken, he's going to be doing a geomancy reading, and he wants me mm-hmm. to talk until he has time to cast it, which he has now done. <laughs> right? I have. <laughs> okay. All right. Our, our double act is always good. It's fantastic. It works out. <laughs> so I, I have pulled a, a geomancy reading here for I've cast of the chart. Um, it's very similar uh, in, in regards to the way we work to the horary astrology that William uh, does, except we use dots and random set of dots that we uh, create, and then we unfold the chart from that, the four mothers, so to speak, the umma, as they're known as um, in Arabic. And then it's placed upon an actual astrological chart, so you have all 12 houses. Um, and in geomancy, we look, particularly when we look at job questions, um, this idea of will you get this job, we look to the 10th house, which deals with matters of careers in, in geomancy, and we see if, what the figures are there. So first we have looking at your position. Your position is populous. Populous is the figure of uh, change, and it's looking uh, to you're entering into a field. You said environmental and uh, some form of sustainability. Populous would deal with something like that. In particular, it deals with the public face, uh, any type of uh, work that deals with environment, uh, uh, sustainability, nonprofit, uh, public sector, all of that is kind of dealt with by populace. So that's a good sign. We look to the 10th house, which has uh, Puella. Puella is a figure of beauty. It's ruled by Libra. Um, it means little girl, but it actually is a figure of a mirror. 
um, this is a positive. It means that the employers that you have gone towards um, see you in a positive light. They see you as someone that will bring good change. They see you as someone that will bring in positive energy. There is a little, There might be some question uh, about experience or some question about um, how long you've been in this particular sector, if you're completely new or fresh to it. There is a, a little bit of some slight doubt, but overall a very positive uh, perception of you. They think of you in good terms. Now, the question is, can you uh, get the job here? And the answer is yes. These two figures are connected, and that's what we look for in order to get our yes or no. These two figures are connected by Puer, by Puer, that is the boy, in the second house and in the ninth house, meaning that an outside force is going to be the big key for you getting the job. So if you have a friend or an ally at any of these two places, tapping them is very important. Someone who was either uh, who are, is going to be dealing with the kind of decision making is going to step in and be like, you know what, this is the person that we need to hire. This may be someone outside of the committee, the hiring committee, um, or the hiring manager. It might be someone else. But an ally is very important. So any type of magical work that you do should be aimed at bringing people over to your side. You've done job getting work. That's good. Now make sure that you do more focused work. If you have a friend that's connected you to the, any of these jobs, tap that friend. If you don't, then do some sweetening work to get those people on your side because it is the outside person that is going to be key for you to get the job. So we have a the situation is positive. The climate is good for you, but you need a little bit of a nudge because the link that is connecting you to your job, that is that 10 pounds, is uh, a little bit weak. That link needs to be a stronger, and you can cultivate that through uh, making sure that you bring in the right allies. So do some sweetening work on both the person that interviewed you or that you spoke to, but as well as see if you can get their boss on your side or whoever else might be making these decisions because that outside person is going to be very key uh, for you uh, to, to succeed. Um, be aware that uh, there are some some hidden conditions here that you should be aware of, and they can uh, they will influence it. This this job will be fulfilling and exciting, but it may come with a little bit of difficulty when it comes to dealing with debt um, and building up some type of savings. The projection of points is rubious. That is the cup overturned, and that is in the twelfth house. So if you are if you are going into this. Uh, hoping for a big financial change uh, that will help you kind of get out of debt or deal with any type of past financial issues. You're not going to see that immediately. So be aware of that, that there isn't going to be a big financial shift and there may be some debt, that past debt that need to be paid and, and, and fulfilled and responsibilities met before you have the financial shift that you're looking for. So don't expect the job to immediately turn things around in your life. Be aware of that, that there's going to be a bit of a slow change and some lingering bits from, from your past. Overall, I do see a very good chance of you getting the job. You just need to push yourself a little bit further uh, with the magical work that you do. Focus it a little bit more. Um, uh, know that the final judge is Fortuna Mayor, meaning that not only will this job is this job within your reach, if you just reach out, but that you will find that it is fulfilling 
and uh, a great career path for you to take. So that's what Geomancy reveals to me. I'm going to turn this over to William, who's going to do your next reading, and then Miss Kat is going to give you some root work recommendations. Thank you. Okay, so looking at the horror figure here, it looks like the testimonies are showing very good prospects of doing well in the interview. Have you done the final interview at this point? There's two jobs. The first, I did a phone interview and haven't heard back. And the second job, I interview this week in a couple of days. Okay, so that's probably what I'm seeing here. All right. Um, so uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is it has, based on a horror, you're actually pursuing your, your, the appropriate career path for you at this point in your development. Uh, the issue really comes down to working at a place that's the right fit for you. I think what Kanjiman Ali brought up, especially at the final part of the reading, is working in a place that might have um, uh, certain drawbacks to it, uh, where sustainability or you know certain things that were not articulated or certain unarticulated expectations uh, will be more of the problem with doing the job, all right? So it's not so much... This hurry is not indicating whether you'll get a job or not. It's saying, yeah, you'll probably land one of those two jobs, probably the one that you did the actual interview on. But it may have to do with an issue with policy, company policy. It may have something to do with their management. It may have to do with the fact that you are, will have mission creep issues where you'll be taking on other responsibilities that are outside the scope of your particular job title or department. Um, you know, it, many of those type of things that uh, over time after the initial um, feeling of victory of holding down a job and bringing in a steady income after three to six months starts fading away when we look at the fact that we're putting more time in, we're not getting, getting the level of satisfaction or level of compensation for the amount of work we're putting out. Um, it also could be that uh, the organization that you're going in or, or the next organization you'll be working for has some of their own financial issues with budgets, uh, which will become apparent uh, within months after working there and realizing that they're sustain they have sustainability issues. So it's a number of things. So it's, uh, the chart is indicating you'll land one of those two jobs. You'll probably gainfully be employed, uh, but whether it's the right fit to you is really more of the question. And it may also be some philosophical or um, – not so much philosophical, but um, you may have a, a conflict in values, a conflict of, of, of there may be a big gap between what is stated, right, in terms of policy and what's actually done in the office. Um, there may be a conflict in interest that you detect that really works against your um, operational integrity. So these are things that I see coming up down the line. I agree with Kanjaman Ali, and the Hari testimonies are abundantly clear that you're going to land a job, but the question, and it'll be in the correct field, and but it's not going to be something you probably will stay in very long. Um, over, and long term, I'm meaning within two years, so if it's less than two years. So that's mm -hmm. what I think. All right. So you may leave this job, um, this particular job, sooner than you imagined. Uh, in two years. All right. Well, I'm going to look at this from the standpoint of um, 
doing some magical work. Now, um, I didn't get or I missed. What is your sign of the zodiac? Capricorn cusp with Aquarius. Capricorn Aquarius. Okay, great. And um, so uh, that is a uh, that's very nice for the kind of work you want to do because uh, Capricorns are an Earth sign, and if you are interested in uh, the Earth and sustainability and things like that, Capricorn is great for that. They are very much supporters of the status quo. They understand rule sets. They are very uh, well-versed in working in hierarchical situations and systems. Aquarius is more technological. Um, As Uranus enters Taurus in May, that's going to start to harmonize with whatever Aquarian part you have. You're on the cusp, but we're going to consider you primarily a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to see your whole chart and see how this plays out. But this is an excellent place to be. And as William said, the horary chart he cast said, this is the right career for you, so do not doubt that. All right, so let's talk about what you can do. You want to be hired. Are these both at the same company, both of these jobs? No, they're two different nonprofits. Two different nonprofits. Okay. I'd like you to print out from the Internet the logo of each one. Try to print it small enough that you could take a... Um, a teacup saucer, you know, the saucer that goes under a teacup, that the that the printout should be smaller than a saucer, okay? And I want you to have two saucers and two logos. If they're square, if they're circular, whatever. I tend to like to put them in a circle and put them under the saucer, okay? So we're going to overturn the saucer over each of those logos, okay? Now, once you have printed out the logo, on the back of it, you can put your personal petition, you can write, please hire me for your job. Do this for both of them because you want to have a choice. Please hire me for the job, whatever that is, at whatever pay grade, whatever level. Please hire me for the job of blah, 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 with a promised pay rate of blah, 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 uh, and favor me above all others and you know so forth. You can use scriptural prayers for job getting. There are many of them uh, if you are a scripturally inclined person. You can also use one of the various seals. Um, There are the seals of Moses and the seals of Solomon. I'm not going to get into all of them. It would be just too technical. But look them up online, and what you want would be a seal that would be for um, honor. That that kind of goes with job getting and and or money, honor and wealth. One of those seals would work. There are dozens of them. You can cut one of those off from the Internet and put it on the other side of the uh, logo. Once you've got this piece of paper prepared, however it's going to be written on two pieces, one with the seal, one with the logo, however it's going to be, you're going to put that down. And on top of it, you're going to sprinkle a few uh, things that are known for job getting. Number one, salt. Salt is always used for job getting. It's just one of those things. Number two, gravel root. Gravel root is another herb that's just always used for job getting. Gravel root means that medically it's used for kidney stones because kidney stones were called kidney gravel. and But it, it also has always had to do with job getting as long as I've known and going back at least 150 years, gravel root is used for job getting. And you can put in any third herb or mineral that you feel attracted to. Now I'm going to give you a few choices. Uh, cinnamon is good for money. 
Uh, cloves are good for friendship and money. Um, if you want to work with um, plants and sustainability of the rainforest, get some rainforest plant and dry leaf. If you want to work with animals, get you know get the fur of some animal or the hair of that animal or whatever a bone of that animal. If you don't and like if I'm to working work with, with ocean or water, maybe get kelp or some kind of water. Right. If you if it's with the sea, that would oh if it's with the sea, go down to the beach and get some sea sand. Just some sand. That would be perfect. Um, if you were working for sustaining historical sites, go to get some dirt from the historical site. You want something that personalized. The third item should personalize to the job. So if it's going to be the sea, yeah, you could get some dried kelp. That would be good. It has to be small enough to fit under this overturned saucer. Okay. Now you're going to pray over that. And um, and you can also, if you want to, you can uh, dress it with some oils, but you don't have to. Once you've put the saucer over it, you're going to get a, a little candle stand. I don't like to burn a candle directly on a saucer because sometimes it'll heat it up and crack the saucer, and that's just a waste of a good saucer. So you want a little candle stand, short one. And you don't need a big candle. It can be a votive light. It can be a tea light. But if it's a tea light, you want to put it up off that saucer on three little pebbles. Um, if it's a, a four-inch chime candle or what's called an altar candle, you can use one of those little star holders, anything like that. If it's a six-inch candle, you might want a little six-inch candle holder. You're going to dress that candle with uh, steady work oil. That definitely you want to dress with oil. And you can take a needle and you can write around the um, candle in a spiral form your name, hire me, hire me, whatever, you know. And you want two of these, right? One for each. Do not use the same one for both, okay? And then what you're going to do is... Watch them as they burn. I use the little chime candles. You don't have to watch them all the time. You can go away and, you know, do something else. Get on Facebook, come back, and take a look at them, whatever you do. But one of them will burn better than the others, and uh, that one will be the one that's more likely to hire you. Um, and you'll know that you've sent your prayers out to both of them. You can do this any time you apply for a job. It's really good. You can also put a little ring of honey or sugar around on the saucer, but you've got to watch out for ants. If you have ants in your house, do not do that, okay? <laughs> but sugar is to make them like you. Honey is to make them like you. Or ring of syrup, okay? So that's what I would do. It's a real simple spell. You can do it any time for any job, okay? So... Um, I'm, as far the, as I'm for concerned, the inter, for the interview, should I put bay leaf in my shoe or? Oh I yes! Oh, you're a wise woman. You know about some of this stuff. Yes, put bay leaves in your shoe. And um, if you have my book, Paper in My Shoe, this mm. is not online. But if you have my book, Paper in My Shoe, there is a fantastic petition to get a job in two parts, and um, and I would recommend that highly. It is called Paper and Issue for Job Interview on page 65. But I say unto you, ask and it shall be given to you. And this is from Luke 11.9. And then the flip side of that page has a paper under a candle for a job interview. And uh, that's on page 66. Psalms 90.17. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Those two things but especially the paper in your shoe when you go for the job interview. And a bay leaf, if you have nothing else, that would work just uh, as well. I'm just going to throw in real quick, second pentacle of Jupiter if you decide to go with the seals. Thank you, Countryman Ollie, for doing my research for me. Second <laughs> pentacle of Jupiter. <laughs> You're my man. <laughs> All right. We're now we're going to go to our fabulous um, Uranian uh, mm, Network announcement. <laughs> <laughs> 
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Holly, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7, all time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our freestyle segment with William Stickovers of williamstickovers.com in San Francisco, California. Take it away, William. Yes, I have a Honey Money Jar, and this Honey Money Jar is specifically designed to sweeten and improve one's financial situation for finances in general or for a specific goal, to create an environment around that is conducive to general prosperity and abundance in the area that one targets. If it is work, we'll need a petition paper, money incense, a small glass jar, organic honey, white sugar, cinnamon, bayberry bark, mandrake root, alfalfa, iron pyrite, citrine, gravel root, and rum. What we do is we start with burning some money incense while making the money honey jar. On our petition paper, we're certainly going to put the name of the person. All right, we're going to write it three times, and then we're also going to include their birth date. Along with that, turn the bank, uh, turn the petition paper clockwise and write the goal uh, three times across the note. And then we could all, for example, sweeten my financial situation give me the money I need to purchase a new home, etc. You could also use, by the way, your Bitcoin PayPal wallet key, and you could write that. You could use that as an alternative to the petition paper and then follow the same instructions with the name, birth date, and with the intention that the Bitcoin will ultimately purchase what it will do for you in terms of your outcome financially. You anoint the paper with Wealthy Way Oil in a five-point pattern. Uh, You fold the petition towards you to the right, fold it towards you again until you can fold it no more, then fumigate it with the money incense and recite the 23rd Psalm out loud. Then go on to putting together the, get the jar, put organic honey oil at the bottom of the jar for the honey keeps the money with you and prevents it from coming back and going out or quickly going out. Put the petition paper into the honey and stick it into the honey. Then pour white sugar mixed with cinnamon into the jar, completely covering the petition paper in order to bring fast and dramatic results as the honey keeps the money sticking around. Then add a bit of bayberry bark for all good prosperity work. It's very good for financial situations with property in particular. You want to certainly add a mandrake root, which is very good for helping money grow and manifest in unexpected places. You certainly want to add alfalfa to prevent financial troubles and attract business. And uh, we want to add some iron pyrite. It's very good for luck, bringing in new customers, bringing in new cash flows and overall excellence of business. And I certainly add small pieces of citrine stones, and you can get that on Google uh, for very low cost. And it's good for anything to do with business, finance, bringing in new customers, luck, games of chance, and cash. And then we put a layer, a slight layer of gravel root to give control over all your business operations and financial decisions. Finally, when that's all done, you're going to add the remainder of the jar uh, with rum, filling it up to the top of the jar. And the alcohol, the alcohol helps preserve the spell 
the situation to make certain that any money comes in, stays, and stays where we want it to stay. Then, after you pour it to the top, pray over the jar, reciting the 114th Psalm for all manner of business and money drawing over the jar. All right, then close the jar. You certainly want, you can put a candle on the jar, and the candle can be engraved with the person, yourself, or a client, and dressed with money, uh, money oil and crown of success oil. Pray over the candle before lighting it. And that is the honey money jar. Wow. <laughs> that mm. was intense and thorough. So, folks, if you're listening to this now live or at a later time in our archive, if that went by real fast, it's in the chat log. Go to the chat log in the forum, and all of the um, parts of this and the text for it and the links for it are going to be in the chat room in our future, your present, when you get there. Wow, William, that's an amazing money honey jar. Now, um, I it sounded good to eat, too, except for the mandrake root. That I wouldn't be eating. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but there's a lot in there that's good. And one of the things I like about this one, it's real old-fashioned because any jar that has mm-hmm. both honey and sugar, when it's both honey and sugar, you know that's an oldie but a goodie. I mean, it's yeah. up-to-date, it's modernized, but that's an old one. It's called Adding Sweetness to Sweetness. And um, there are many older jars that are sugar with honey, and I love that when they go together. It's... Um, it's quite nice. So mm-hmm. I have Thank nothing you. to add to that. That is an amazing thing. Now, um, our lady who client uh, who was looking for a job, there's something you can do too. Yeah. You could you could make that. That's a lot more complicated than what I described. You could put that, make that jar, and put that on top of your overturned saucer. Right, mm. and instead of just burning a little candle in your overturned saucer, now you burn the candle on top of that money honey jar. What a trip! But that's a big project. That's a big spell. Fantastic uh, spell. It's also fantastic because it's like ongoing, and I think it's going to be something like this is really useful in particular to the type of uh, astrological weather that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, right? As William mentioned in May 15th. So getting a jar like this to help you deal with money, in particular sweetening money to you um, and sweetening uh, your your financial situation, I think would be great. It's something that you can – and these honey jars, I mean, you can use them for on and on. Um, They're wonderful long-term – yeah, they last forever. I'm going to throw in a little wrinkle here. Let's say I was a gambler. Maybe instead of rum, mm. if I was a gambler, I'd pour that top up with Hoyt's cologne. And I'll oh, tell you yeah. why, because Hoyt's cologne is an alcohol and will also preserve what's in there. Just the way the rum would, it's not as edible and all. But Hoyt's cologne, you could uh, open the jar and dip your fingers in that Hoyt's cologne and use it to dress yourself when you go to gamble or play and just keep it topped up with it on top of that honey. That would be uh, a honey and sugar. That would be a nice thing, <laughs> a very nice thing. Mm. Um, meanwhile, in the chat room, Nagashiva is going, whiskey, green absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, uh, and he reminds uh, our, our listeners also in the chat room, we've used honey jars for years. Yes, honey honey is actually has no sell-by date, no expiration date. Yeah. Honey is forever, and you can yeah. keep a honey jar for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. It's not going to go bad. Okay? Wow. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, Contraband Ali said absence with mandrake. Yeah, right. Well, now we're not <laughs> definitely not eating that one. <laughs> All right. And Contraband Ali says we have ancient Egyptian honey still. That is true. We do. Mm-hmm. Honey is a miracle. Well, thank you, William. That was fantastic. Um, well, what thank a you for spell. having me. Oh, yes. We'll have you back soon. After uh, Uranus goes into Taurus, I'd like to have you back, and we're going to uh, talk some more about the financial, um, the financial changes that are definitely underway. There's going to be some drama, folks, so stay tuned. It may be a little rough ride as we reset, the global reset. All righty. So I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. He's going to give us our final announcements, then we're all going to come back, and we'll say goodbye each in our own separate and several ways. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali, and thank you, William Stick Evers of WilliamStickEvers.com and for uh, San Francisco, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent or Readers and Root Workers. We'll be Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Bay Hill, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. And the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Log Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. And um, I'm going to just give a quick uh, reminder. The um, Association of Independent Spiritual Churches is hosting the 11th Annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, April 14th and 15th in Santa Rosa, California. If you're in the area, come on by. And if you're not in the area, make your travel plans now because it's the one time of the year when you can see so many people with so many things. Go to hoodooheritagefestival.org and uh, check it out. And goodbye. Good night, all. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.